Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week we are talking about one of the newest beers to have hit the UK by storm. It's Madri Exceptionnel. Uh, but first, Barber, how are you doing? Um, I'm alright mate. <laughs> yeah, no, fine. <laughs> Bit shocked about Forrest signing Jesse Lingard. Um, I very much enjoyed the new, maybe news to the listeners, but I very much enjoyed we, despite being mature, sensible grown men, the three of us have actually done a little bit of gaming together recently, haven't we? I very much enjoyed having that back in my life. It makes me, yeah. makes yeah. me almost, you know, yearn for those heady days of being a 15 year old and I didn't have to go and, you know, earn a, earn a, earn a crust every day. Uh, that's been very nice. <laughs> Um, political climate here in the UK. Well, let's not get into that. Um, no. But so on on the whole, I'd say I'm fair to middling. How are you? How are on you, the Joe? whole, you right? you're doing well, mate. Doing well. I mean, I think you've had a nice summary there. It's been it's been a bit hot lately. Yeah, it's been hot. Let's put it that way. That is true. It's been a bit hot. Yeah, that's the number one thing for us in the UK right now. I mean, we know as as Brits, we love to talk about the weather, and uh, it's given us an extra reason to talk about the weather. How hot it's been lately, but you know, it's uh, you know nothing's going to change. In the way that have we deal with the heat, we're still just going to moan about it, but not change anything. That's so true. you know, let's just uh, we can just keep moving on. Um, Rich, you uh, you started telling us a bit of a story uh, about what you've been up to lately in the in the in the in the just before we started to record, and I had to stop you very early on to say save it to the listeners. So do you mind picking up where well, you left I, off? I do want to hear more about this. Well, I've I've had a pretty pretty exciting week or couple of weeks in all honesty i mean when do, when do you not have a pretty exciting well that's it um I've, I've i've decided well i decided i needed to 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 expand my social circle from i i have some very <laughs> lovely worry, friends mate. here we won't take that personally yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> thanks mate yeah it's okay <laughs> i've got a lovely group of friends here in weymouth sort of thing but uh, but um i've decided i needed to expand my social circle and maybe and maybe join a new club Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so I know you're you're very adventurous. You do a lot of outdoorsy things. So is this like a you know a, a, a mountain biking club, a, a, you know a, a sailing club, maybe something like that? Dogging? No, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry. me and Rolly, me and Rolly the Greyhound haven't joined a dogging club. Oh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. no, that's just what in, in in my family we always used to call dog walking dogging. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's all it was. That's all. That's, no, no. It's, what did it's, you it's, guys it's think I meant? <laughs> well, I've, de- I've I've decided to go down a slightly different tack to my to my usual outdoor and adventurous, and I've I've joined I've joined a working men's club. <laughs> um, I've joined. I've joined the White Regis Social Club, um, which nice. was which was only cost me seven pounds for the year, which I thought was pretty reasonable. <laughs> that, um, that's very as, as membership goes. Yeah, membership juice go. That's pretty so, damn reasonable. And yep. so, so, so I so I was sitting around my friend's house. He lives. He lives two minutes down the road from White Regis Social Club, and we've been we've been ever since he moved into the place. We've been talking about joining. Um, I might have had a few beers and kind of maybe had a bit more Dutch courage than um, I normally would. Cause it's quite an intimidating environment to walk mm. into because I'll kind, of, I'll kind of set the scene. So it's a very nondescript white building okay. um, with kind of just white green just social club over the over the top. And you walk, so you go through the front door and you're met by you're met by a man sitting behind a plexiglass screen, yeah. sort of thing that you have to sign in 
to get oh, in, sort of thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So like, but course, it's, it's it's some old boy who's reading. Point, who's, oh, sorry, mate. Go on. No, I'll just say yeah. Some old boy reading the newspaper who just kind of grunts at you as you walk in, which is brilliant. Which, which, Brilliant. which is fun. Which he'd probably come and slap you if you called him a receptionist. Well, yeah, understandably. <laughs> and also, also, I was with my friends. We don't. I don't think we're the kind of people they maybe see uh, okay. in a social. Because I, because I came in in some very elaborate, elaborate shirt, shall we say? <laughs> which then I can believe that my other friend came in in tie dye trousers. Um, right. And then my friend Nathan actually looked pretty conservative. In all honesty, he was just in a pink t shirt. Um, but as you but as you go in, it's it's not. I don't think they're used to maybe all of these colours and a man with such a moustache that I have. There were moustaches in there, sort of thing. But it was on men over the age of sixty. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, then. yes, yeah. But it's genuinely, it's a magical place. The mm. White Regis Social Club. One because pool is only fifty p a game. Mm. Yeah, that's it, that's a good. Yeah, rare. it has a skittles alley. Awesome. Which is that's pretty yeah. good. Dartboard, yeah, a dartboard, a meat raffle. Uh, like, what do you mean a meat raffle? Now, What's this? Now, you, now I'm in, now I'm interested. Yeah. Never, so never, every never Sunday, <laughs> yeah. So so every Sunday you can pay a pound to get a strip of raffle tickets, and instead of like rubbish prizes that you'd get like, like some lavender scented, <laughs> like some lavender scented dish soap and some talcum yeah. powder, the local butcher they go and buy a load of meat. And you get like a fourteen sausages. Uh, like, that's, that's way, amazing. yeah, that's way more up my street. But that's the, one of the best gifts. Yeah. I've, I've heard of you to meet. Obviously, fourteen sausages. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, okay. So guess, but the best part about this is guess how much three um, three double gin and tonics were. Oh, you're gonna say something? Three doubles. Like, wow. Three double gin and tonics. Like <laughs> I mean, uh, t- twenty quid. Ten pounds. It cost Whoa. us ten pounds for three double gin and tonics. Wow! Oh, that is deadly. Wow. Yeah, it's it, it's a magical place, sort of thing. And all the, the Greyhound really of fits seven pounds in. per year. Oh, for, that's it. Seven. <laughs> Look, when you guys come down to Weymouth next, I'll take you <laughs> as my we'll guest. We'll um, yeah. So is it, they're dog friendly as well. Yeah, dog dog friendly. Everyone loves him because every, every, everyone keeps going. Oh, but I've lost some money on him because he because he's an ex racing <laughs> Greyhound. Uh, and like, in all honesty, he, he's lovely. That's some good uh, working yeah. name club banter that one. Yeah, but <laughs> he was rubbish at racing, so they yeah they probably did lose some money on him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a magical place, and if if you have one near you, you you should definitely join. Now, can I can I um, raise a, so working men's club in the title? Is it is it does it live up to the name? Is it just men? No, no, no. It's every everybody is welcome to okay. the to the lovely to the. To the social but I get, club. I get what you mean about the. It's a bit intimidating that first first go. Um, I've never been. I've actually only been into one once um, because I needed to use the the, the restroom in the, in the states, <laughs> and the only one, and it was like you know in the deep 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 parts of Brooklyn, um, and they were super friendly, lovely yeah. lovely gentlemen, uh, very happy for me to go in and use a use the facilities as it were. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to take pluck up quite a bit of courage to go in there, uh, you know. That's yeah. it. it. It was it was re- relatively daunting working it because it was one of those places where you walked in and everybody turned around and looked at you because we went because <laughs> we went in on a we went in on a Saturday night so it was relatively busy and it was one of those scenes where it kind of all went slightly silent and everyone just turned to look <laughs> and we're just all standing there well, we look we look incredibly out of place I was in flip flops as well sort of thing <laughs> like it was a 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you'd have turned up in like a suit, they probably would have had less less shock, I suppose. But you know, yeah, that's a fun, yeah. fun outfit. Is there yeah, a so membership badge, handshake? You know, so we, oh, yeah. so, 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 so we're, we're still waiting on our, our little plastic card. Um, but now, but now we're recognised by the bar staff because I've been back probably three, probably about eight times since <laughs> nice. since joining. Yeah. And he, That's and he only joined yeah. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, That's amazing. you didn't quite describe yeah. it as such, but when you said about the chap reading the newspaper in the sort of lobby when he came in, I actually envisaged you know Men in Black when he goes in yes. the first yeah, time, yeah. he goes through the lift in the back to actually go what it, to see what it's actually like. That's exactly yeah. what I saw when you described it. But it's really weird because it just kept going back. It's really long. Which is the best way well, to describe it's, it's it. It's got to have a pool table, a darts board, a Skittles alley. Skittles alley, alley like, yeah. And a meat raffle. And a meat raffle, yeah. It's the main bit. I generally, we're, going, we're, we're going there on Sunday for the meat raffle, or specifically for the meat raffle. Because yeah. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky at raffles. It seems to be the one thing I'm genuinely quite lucky at, is raffles and tombolas. So, it's the... <laughs> what is the difference between a raffle and a tombola? So, a raffle is... Uh, a, Pick the um, they pick the thing out of like a hat or a thing and then read it out. But a tombola, you've got one of those a tom- things that a you tombola. have to crank. Yeah, a tombola. That's yeah, cool. so that is the only difference. Is one is just randomly picked out and one is randomly picked out of a tombola. <laughs> yeah, yeah raffles tend. To, yeah, there's not much of a difference. <laughs> but but raffles tend to have better prizes than tombolas. A t- tombola is oh, a tombola okay. is, is a bit more of a spectacle to watch because it's got the roly poly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Veg raffles never really took off, did they? <laughs> no. Veg <laughs> raffles. Oh, you have, Nobody wants a pound of sprouts. You have made me well, really Well, I mean, actually, in saying that, though, I've definitely been to, a, like, a county fair or something where they had a raffle of loads of veg and things, and that was that was quite highly sought after. Oh, you yeah. prized marrow going yeah. out of the raffle. Well, we, we, well t- talking about veg, I'm genuinely excited for, at the end of the summer, they have the, the veg competition at the oh. White Social Club, which the two categories are the biggest vegetable um, and the rudest looking vegetable. Those are the only two categories in the vegetable growing competition. Oh, imagine if imagine if one vegetable won both categories. That would be the dream, wouldn't it? It's a double whammy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, you've got me curious about, about social clubs in my area now. <laughs> yeah, you should join one. His prices can't be beat. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I'm honest, I, it's not. It's not the same thing. I didn't join any social club, but I well, I did join a social. I joined a, a tennis. Uh, a, I'm sorry. I, so I joined a squash club, mm-hmm. and so some of the stuff that you're describing there, um, you know, with the bar and the kind of the community spirit, definitely yeah. translates to this squash club as well. But you know, I primarily joined for the squash and uh, met people through that way. So it's more activity based, I suppose. Yeah. But the fact that you've got a bar that overlooks the courts is just like a a really big a real bonus. bonus. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm. this this place is a bar that overlooks the Skittle Alley, which is a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. one thing I did learn: Have you guys ever heard of something called the Dorset Flop? Yes, yes, it's the um, high jump technique, isn't it? That's the Fosbury no, Flop. That's oh, there you go. No, no. This is this is this this is a Skittles move called the Dorset Flop. Yeah, which is I when they're which is, is yeah. So when so when they chuck the ball or bowl bowl the ball down the Skittles Alley, the whole manoeuvre basically involves them. Diving, belly flopping, and throwing the ball at the same time, and it's called the Dorset flop. 
No, no, I'm gonna have to Google this in a second because I've a video of someone doing this because I, I, it just sounds like they're falling over whilst throwing the ball down. That's exactly what it looks like, but it's a genuine technique, and I can only think it came out of someone doing it by accident and then mm. getting a strike. So this is a legitimate like maneuver in the game of Skittles. Are are there people doing this at your gentleman's club? But I saw somebody do it at the at the thing. I was like it, he he was an old boy as well. He wasn't he wasn't young. Oh no, it takes years to practice the Dorset <laughs> yeah, yeah. flop. The Dorset flop. But yeah, it's, You don't want to uh, be trying this until you're ready. It's like No, a, yeah, you, you know, don't want to be you don't want to do Dorset maneuver, flopping too hour. young. <laughs> um as exceptional as that was, thank you very much for sharing that story. Should we move on to something else that's become quite exceptional lately? Oh, I like Go that. On oh, oh, that was a transition. Exceptionale. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. How would, so is that how we're pronouncing it? Is that how we need to... I don't, uh, I don't know. That was hamming it up a little bit. Give us your best, give us your best Spanish take on, on this, this beer then, Rob. Is there always some Is there maybe a little bit of a... Exceptionally, yeah, no, I think you're right because mainland Spain is is whereas South American Spain they don't do any of the they just go like yeah. So Madrid exceptional if you're speaking Spanish or or not Madrid or Madrid exceptional if you're from the if you're anglicizing it like we probably will be for the rest of this. So yeah, this beer has just come out of nowhere. Where, I feel like, like it's I, like Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, <laughs> where did it come just, from? It's just, where did it come? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't need to explain that one really, did I? <laughs> no, I, I like that you went into yeah. it. That's good. That'll be having some people uh, reminiscing of it. So, so yes, this is a beer, a Spanish beer that seems to have hit the UK. Uh, pray tell anyone like, like, where, yeah, where has it come it. from? It's just blown up. It's everywhere um, here in my, my neck of the woods. I'm like on tap. Um, mm. we, we've got bottles for the purposes of this, but it's on tap everywhere. Loads of pubs, and it's I've, like stacked up next to all the all those. You know, uh, I think we've used the term macro beers before, like those ones that you see on pumps. That Stella, uh, Moretti, everyone. That's not a good example, but yeah. Heineken, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Heineken, um, would be. all of those that you see on your classic yeah. sort of bar selection and, and all mm. your lagers. Uh, and Madrid's just sort of taken pride of place in, in amongst them. Well, this this well, this, it's the first time. It hasn't maybe not come all the way down to the south yet, as though because I've I've not seen it anywhere at all. This is the first time that I've I saw it, and it was in Tesco, but it stood out, which was the nice thing when mm. I was looking at the list of stuff. I normally have to sit there for a while, kind of like looking up, and then maybe I have to Google the beer because there's so many different kinds. Yeah. But this one, I just looked up, and I was like, "What? There it is." Um, That's interesting. I'd like to know what the, the pattern is because I think. Um, I know there are other parts of the UK where, I mean, I was really keen that we talked about this one because to me it's like we're talking about a real zeitgeist beer. It seems to be very much of the moment, but interesting to know you, you've not seen so much of it. I know, I think maybe bits slightly further north have have got it as well. Um, Joe, because you're more southeast, is is it prevalent yeah. where you are? It's in all the major supermarkets. Um, so far, I haven't. I mean, also as well, I haven't been to too many bars as of late. Um, with the with the added heat, you know, mm. you know, we like to talk about the heat here. And uh, <laughs> is yeah, it hot? 
It's been quite hot, guys. <laughs> it's really hot. Actually, so I've been yeah. keeping cool. Yeah. yeah, really hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too hot. Needed a nice crisp uh, Spanish lager to, to wash it all down. <laughs> as, as if you were as so, if you were in Madrid. <laughs> as the locals say as the locals say well so that is apparently where magic comes from apparently that is how the locals say Madrid I wasn't sure if it was locals or or old school way of saying it but yeah yeah, that's that's where the name comes from um, so yeah, so in all the major supermarkets, which is why, and as you said, Rich, it caught my eye because it's got a very dapper gentleman on the front of it. Now, I actually have no, he looks like almost like a, uh, a peaky blinder of sorts, but that's I doing w- him a disservice. I was, I was just going to say, peak, he, he yeah. look, oh, I was going to say he, he looks like he's from the peaky blinders, but went to the wrong tailor. Um, or he's the, or, or he's just joined and he's trying to make a statement. Well, do, do you want yeah. to know, um, yeah. know the term for him? Go. He's, he's, he's got a name, has he? He is a Chalapo, mm, which is actually Chilapo. to do with, I believe it's a particular district, uh, neighbourhood in, in um, Madrid from the, well, uh, from, <clears throat> it was actually, it came out of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Very um, sort of uh, ostentatiously dressed, pretty dapper, pretty pretty chic um, uh, group of people that, yeah, just um, kind of part of Madrid's society back then. Uh, very proud of their, their neighbourhood and they used to just be real snappy dresses. The flat peak cap seems to be part of it, uh, particularly the, the waistcoat as well. Uh, they seem to have, the bit I'm not completely clear on, is they've got this quite cool, um, is, is it called like dog tooth uh, style on his his waistcoat and actually on the bottle itself, you know, that sort of black and white. Yes. They've done it in- is it, is it dog tooth puppy? What's, what's the difference between dog tooth puppy tooth? I guess it's a different style of check of like square. Yeah. I think that's check, the shape, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, maybe that is yeah. puppy you- tooth actually that one, I think. Um, yeah. but, uh, did you, did you, did you say it was Chapo? Or ch- ch- Chulapo. So C H L A P O. And you know, it's just kind I- of almost a bit of a term now just for Madrid, you know, um, mm. it's, lo- it's locals right. and natives. I- I just, I just, I just googled it and clearly spelled it wrong because I just got the Mexican drug lord El Chapo, <laughs> who's currently El Chapo. It was El Chapo, El Chapo, and I was like, well, I've definitely googled this wrong because if the beard's based why, on why him, they put a Mexican drug lord on yeah, all their packaging. Just, and, then, and then, and then, and then, I was looking at the picture and then looking at the bloke on the bottom. I was like, was it a younger person? Was it a younger? <laughs> Yeah, well, no, so thinking from the 19th century, basically, and okay. just real elaborate dresses, uh, cheeky, cheeky types. Um, okay, so this isn't like, so this this depiction on the label that's using like the brand mascot, let's say, but he's basically like an emblem for them. This isn't anyone in particular, this is like a, a group of people, think, or like a way of being, a way of living, yeah, like a lifestyle almost. Yeah, so I don't think that is a, a specific man. That's, uh, well, okay. I mean, I think actually the... Um, uh, the founder, Carlos Garcia. Um, I suppose you could say it does look a little bit like him, um, but because uh, he's got the beard, now but he's a he's a brewer ultimately. So <laughs> Carlos Garcia, yeah, is actually he runs this brewery, La Sagra Brewery. Yeah. Okay. They started up in 2011 mm. in Toledo, mm. which is obviously close to to Madrid. For any of you uh, geography n- nerds out there, guilty. Um, <laughs> However, however, the reason why this beer has exploded and why it's been created is actually because it's it's been a collaboration between this La Sagra brewery and Molson Coors. Ah, they're quite big, Molson Coors, I hear. Yeah, they've got their fingers in a few pies. So this beer actually didn't exist before 2018. 
So this beer explains it's been it's a has quick, only been yeah. around for yeah like a few years actually, and and the whole reason that it kind of came to the UK um, was because uh, and this is a, a, a spokesperson for Molson Coors um, is saying that it, you know that basically that it's taken the UK by storm since it launched because it's tapped into consumers' love for exciting premium new world beers. Okay, yeah, so it is that you know it's um it's premium, but it's also different. Basically, different. It? So, so that's interesting because I said about that sort of typical, you know, bar, um, you know, the, that sort of arc where they've got all the taps on. Um, you can totally see lots of people going, "Well, I always have Stella, I always have a San Miguel, or I always have a Heineken," and then Madri being up on there, and they go, "Well, let's give that a go." Well, I, yeah. if I'm quite honest, this for me it looks like the Spanish equivalent of Birra Moretti. Yeah. You know, like that, that Birra Moretti is, is, is growing in populate, in populous, uh, and popularity. Sorry is the right word. Um, in both because it's a premium new world lager. Again, guys, lager is back. Yeah. So, you know, this, this just seems like a really smart marketing move, right? You know, so putting this out there. What, 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 what are the beer? There, 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 there is another very popular Spanish beer that is slowly, that I think has been making quite tracks very well in England. Australia. Yeah. Oh, Australia, are you thinking of Mahu? That's the other one. I was thinking of Australia. I've not heard of Mahu. Thing is, what separates this from Australia, apart from obviously they're both red, um, it's going to be be price point. This one's going to be more like a premium New World Lager, you know, against Bia Moretti. I wouldn't put Australia in the same category as Bia Moretti. I think Bia Moretti is, is is a higher price point and a higher, like, quality lager. That's interesting. I, see, I think I, I, Sorry, I, I think Australia is higher quality than beer Moretti. Interesting would be, would be my thing. I, I maybe maybe it's just my taste preference, but I prefer Australia over. But I think you've got to think like I think we, it's rather than like kind of the taste. I guess is about like the like Australia has been around longer and it's more of a mass beer. Although it's only recently kind of coming into the UK in the last however many <clears> years, but it's everywhere in Spain. Whereas this is kind of riding on this kind of craft. Like lager, kind of like it's like you know, on the back of it, uh, back of that kind of like the tail wagons of kind of it's a new brewery. They're doing something exciting. It's, but, yeah, but, but it's tagged in with Molson Coors, not Molson. Co- yeah, Molson Coors. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Not a, it's not a small brewery, is it? They, 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 they no, are. totally not, totally not. And as we know, I mean, Birmingham is not a small brewery. No, yeah. just imagination. It's part of the. Is it part of the Heineken Group? Isn't it Birmingham? I think we talked about. Um, uh, yes. Sorry. So my dog's just kicking himself in the face. It just oh, took me by surprise. <laughs> Don't do that, mate. <laughs> um, but you like the taste? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I do. I do like. I do like the taste. It's the one. Is either uh, yeah, perfectly, perfectly drinkable. I, I, it is one. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's the Funkerman at the moment. I think if you were to rack it up next to some of those others we've talked about, would I be able to pick it out blindfolded? I'm not so sure. <laughs> but no. but perfectly serviceable as a, as a lager. Um, what is it? Four four and a half percent? I think four point six percent. Yeah, there you go. So um, a bit pokey. Yeah, and, and not quite as much. You know, <laughs> look, you use no pokey, and it's not quite as strong as your your Cronenberg sixty and sixty fours, is it? So um, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's around. you know 
They've done a big push. They've won a, a World Beer Award in 2021. They got a, a, a silver medal for this lager. So it's obviously been rated quite highly by, you know, those in the know about this stuff. And obviously it's being rated very highly by those really in the know, which is the consumers, because this thing has exploded. This beer is now in seven and a half thousand pubs around the UK already. And that's just like they're expecting to have done a massive push over the summer. Uh, this summer of 20... Um, God, what year are we in? 2020. 22, wow. Uh, yeah, so it's only been around for 18, 18 months here in the UK. 2018 could... in, in its entirety is when it was born, but 2021 20, uh, when it came here in the UK. I, I can imagine there's going to be a big push at festivals because mm. I, feel, I feel it's light enough for it to kind of, you could you could drink it all day and you could, yeah. I feel if you're drinking this chilled and stuff like that, I could see this being, I could see this being pushed at festivals and kind of promoted and everything like that because because it is fun, it is cool. It's a it's yeah. a cool brand, and I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna do well. And it's and it is being paired against Moretti. Like all of the comments about it on Twitter is all about you know maybe this will knock Moretti off the summits. You know all this kind of stuff. I mean it's that's who they're they're going up against. That's who, that's who they're facing. That's the target audience who drink Moretti. They're trying to get those peat drinkers to drink uh, drink this beer as well. Those Carling fans probably won't pick this up, but they might do if they want something a bit more more premium. Let's say. Um, and it's more readily available, it's more everywhere, but let's face it, they're going for people who are looking for that kind of more, they want a lager, but they won't pick up a Carling or a Foster's. Let's put it that way. Mm. That's, that's, that's the kind of, the consumer group who are going for this metric, Madri. And, you know, I like it. I think it's a tasty beer. It's, uh, you know, it's nothing, it is exceptional by name. Uh, it's probably not exceptional by body and taste. It's, it's a very good mm. lager, but a light lager. Um, it's, it's more body to it than, uh, you know, like a Budweiser does, I would say, if you're putting it into this kind of, you know, it's not an American light lager like Budweiser. Mm. But, you know, if you're putting it, I, again, I keep going back to Moretti. It's quite like Moretti in taste. Yeah. But I do feel for me personally, I feel Moretti just just ticks, ticks more of the boxes of the taste profile yeah, I read, uh, you know, than this matter. I think they themselves as a modern European beer. I, mm. Yeah, that's, that's mm. about right. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know when I would buy this beer was if it was... I do like it, but I don't think I would actively go out and seek it at a supermarket or something like that. But mm. I would if it was on offer at a reasonable price. I'd be like, you know what? I I enjoyed that and I would buy that again. Does that does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. With the with the Molson Cause connection, you know, I I realised I was there's um a, a a garden like a little park in, in uh Charlton where I live and also I think I I had a pint of it the other day. Because it was the only lager on tap, so mm, to a certain really? extent, yeah, yeah, weirdly, oh, I mean, wow. that's, that strikes me as a very odd scenario. But that's that's the penetration they've got, and um, that's that's probably the Molson Coors connection that's doing that, isn't it? So um, mm. uh, it hel- helps to have a good distributor <laughs> if you're a decent brewery, yeah. right? Which is where Molson Coors step yeah. in. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're saying all over the website for uh, Madri that it's, it's brewed in the UK. And I found on this article that basically Molson Coors have said it's brewed everywhere. It's, it's brewed through their network, which is quite ambiguous. I don't really know, you know, is yeah. it always going to be brewed in the UK? But it's basically brewed through the Molson Coors network, which obviously spreads globally. So, um, but, you know, so, you've got a provider here like and, and, a, and, a, and a company like Molson Coors, which could, in theory, pick this brand up and just 
push it into a, into a market. And I think we're seeing that here in the UK, that this beer is getting heavily pushed right now in the UK market to get a bit of a foothold, to get consumers wanting it. I mean, they're doing so much fun stuff with marketing right now um, for this beer. I mean, looking through their, you know, Instagram, looking through Twitter, um, you know, I haven't come across it in anything in real life yet, but there's some really fun stuff like murals they're getting painted. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this huge growing trend of uh, instead of billboards they're like painted billboards so like they they've got that kind of like added yeah. texture to yeah. it they're, and you know there's some big uh, big names out there already who are kind of who, who kind of specialize in basically painting on an ad like a, what you'd see is normally a billboard but onto a wall of a building and so madry have gone right into that as well like physically painting That's one of their idea. ads on there it's really cool it just adds an extra element to yeah. it you know i like that and you know it's still an ad you know you're yeah. still like oh my god that's a that's that's cool but you know it's a it's a painted ad you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. by madry yeah oh decent well um what, what are they doing numbers wise uh so on instagram they have 5k followers yeah, it's early, it's early days, isn't it? Only been around it's early days, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Twitter, I guess the Madri Cerveza, which is tipped to be the Madri Exceptional, apparently has got nine followers. Oh, um, I don't quite believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they've they just oh they've them. only they joined in tw- in June twenty twenty two, so they've just created uh, their uh, okay. their Twitter we account. Get and say, bet we can really increase your number of followers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we, we might have done. We might get. They might get an extra few. I'll try that list of followers if, from yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah, so there if, you go. If, if we all start following them now, as in we three on on this, you know, it's an increase thirty three percent. I can t- I can tell you right now that we are follower number nine right now on their Twitter accounts. We were there. We were followers number nine on the, on the Madri Twitter account. And yeah, we were there. Love it. We were there from the start. We were there from the start. So yeah, I mean, summary, I guess, you know, you'll see this more, UK yeah. listeners, uh, world listeners. I'm sure they're going to come to a place they're like uh, in near you very soon. They're coming uh, because it's got backed by Molson Coors and the, the huge success that this brand and beer is already seeing in the UK is only going to spur on Molson Coors to push it into so many more countries. I mean, the US, this is this is right for the US right now. Um, oh, you, know, you, could, you could just drop this in there and just put some spend behind it and the people will go crazy for it because that's exactly what's happened with Beer Moretti. That's exactly what happened with quite a few, uh, you know, world new premium lagers that have come out so watch this space basically yeah. no it's just, it's just dawned on me no one's ever going to have no one's ever going to try that in a bar and go oh well I'm not having that <laughs> are they it's really nice as well. oh, I hate it <laughs> um, so they're onto a win- they're onto a winner I reckon yeah <laughs> 